welcome to episode three, the empty space in between podcast. How are we all doing? Episode three, right? Everyone out there. Um, this is the first one we've recorded since we've actually put ourselves into the ether. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, the first one went into, out into the um into the online space. So first and foremost, I'd like to find everyone who's just who's got involved, speaking directly to the camera. Thank you for everyone who's got involved, watched, liked, commented, even those who hate us. Love you too. I know, even those little few nasty comments we're getting. <laughs> yeah, just hate hate Sam because he's scouse and he doesn't buy his own shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I got proper hate because I was scouse. The first podcast we yeah. posted, someone just put, wow, scousers really are disgusting. And also, it's great because like the devil talked about me, but I'm not there. That was like a whole point of, of the first episode. That comment like kind of offends you, but then it's also not you, because you're like, don't fucking say that about Scouts, man, I don't like, live like, like Then also, they think you're Scouts, <laughs> so it's not that actually great, you. That's great, But yeah, so um, just a quick disclaimer, I am once again ill, so if I do have a cough, I'll try my best to... Um, as we said in the first week, Gia, Ryan is dodge. slowly dying as we all are, but he's just doing a little bit faster than everyone else. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit faster than everyone else, eh? Hey? I'm not getting quick there at, before forty yeah. rather than before eighty. Not quick at most things, I but dying. That's <laughs> yeah, soft I'm, on the I am first at dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough on the agenda. But yeah, so um The one race you're gonna win, man, is dying. <laughs> yes, I'm dead. <laughs> Put that on the gravestone. One racey good win. Was <laughs> dying. <laughs> But yeah, so we've not seen you in a while, not recorded um, in a couple of weeks because your now, car tyre blew up. Oh yeah, last week we were meant to record the podcast. Well, this this podcast, but... Um, this podcast and come out the gym, man, early morning and that, you know, I've got to get that session in. And I drove back to ours, I was going home for, like it was only early in the morning, I was meeting Ryan in the afternoon and as I got out of my car, I just did... And I went like the f- that, you know what I mean? And I like went to my door, let the dog out and that. And then I looked down and like the tire just looked, it was like pancaking a little bit. You know, when like the edge starts to like flatten. And you just get the panic. Lads, and then I thought, no, and as I got close to it, it just went like Just like proper rang me dad like the tire's going down. And he just went, what do you want me to do? I'm in work. And I just went Probably dad commented, what do you want me to do? And you start to realise how useless our generation is at like all those tasks. I would changing tires fixing a car, doing DIY, like we are useless. I've never shown how to change a tyre, would never know how to do it. Every time my my tyre goes, I ring me darling. Yeah. I'm 26, I just turned 26 the other day as well. Oh yeah, happy birthday. Yeah man, Happy birthday for Big Sam. It's insane how you're like four months younger than me, and yet you just look. I look older than you, nice one lads. Ryan's just told me I look really old, nice you just you just do because you're just taller. No, that's I'm how just it works. Big aren't I? I look. To be fair, I've had people say to me before when I was like 21, and yeah, uh, someone told me like... I look 28. Well, like I was an arse back then, See? but now as I'm getting older, people are telling me I look old. You I'm look bad. 32. Yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm like shit. Like, when you're 21, it's a fucking belter, and you look older. But my brother lad is weird. My older brother Jack, he's like I think he's 30 now, and yeah, he's 30, 31 this year. Yeah, and he looks 21. Like your brother does look young. He's got a baby. He face looks like you though, but he looks young, man. Yeah, like, he, he does he's look probably baby. And the pictures you've shown us me, like you both look the same. But and, I look like the older brother. Yeah, but and you both sound the same, which is dead weird. Well, but like, you and your kid look exactly the same. Everyone says this, but I don't see it. The other day I was on a Zoom to Ryan, yeah, and he's got his camera on his, on his little office area, and his kid comes in in his Manchester United 
PJ's man with his Man United so and it looked love like you for saying that, it you know. looked like Ryan and I was like the fucking clones just Too coming hot, like the same height the same builds yeah but they just it, had like a 10 minute convo while I sat there man just about something else just his head's battered but yeah other than that then um, how have you been what have you been up to bad lad as I say it was my birthday man I was 26 you doing much or was yeah. it quite a quiet affair as I say, I've, I've knocked. I'm too old. 26 is too old to, to you know, be acting 21. Lad. No, it's not. It's the it perfect is, age. I've had that kind of epiphany this January, lad. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm done with getting blazes. You know what I mean? I'm like, living around. I went for a meal with me with my girlfriends, had a few drinks, and then my mum just got me, got me a cake, lad. And I was adamant. I was like, I'm having one slice of this, and then that's it. And then every night over the weekends, I cake's had amazing. Lad, that's every right. night after me too, I had a, had a slice. Lad, yeah. until the cake's like gone now. Lad, ah, so. well, you'll be dead soon. Don't matter. <laughs> ah, well, you'll soon be gone. <laughs> yeah, soon be gone. Like you know said that to me. One of them. No one's gonna question you. I'm saying twenty six. You went well. So I'm not long now. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> cheers, Dad. Yeah, nice <laughs> How are you anyway, lads? Any any news? I've heard you went on a little um, yeah, little excursions. Yeah. I've been quite busy since we last recorded. So um, me and a good friend of mine. Friend of yours, I've known him Give for him a years. Out, lad, is it? Big Tyler. Tyler Ward. Tyler man, Ward, man. Out. Give him a shout out. He, um, so me and him went down to Norwich of all the places. That's like a four and a half. Home of Alan Partridge, isn't it? Was is that it, Norfolk? Is it? That's Norfolk, Norfolk. Sorry. Yeah, I was about to say, it's definitely not Norwich. Norwich. Or is it Norfolk? But, um, oh, that's one of them. Went down to watch the happy hour uh, like live podcast in Norwich. How was it? Lad, it was a laugh, you know. Yeah. And just a quick disclaimer before we get going. Right, I thought Liverpool was like at the nicest people. People in Norwich, man. Don't believe it. They're up the lot. You said Liverpool's got the nicest people? Liverpool? I think it's only like proclaimed by Scousers, though. Yeah, like if you're not from Liverpool, they hate <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you hate us. <laughs> you know I mean? no, and, they, and they hate everyone. But like, people in Norwich, like we went down, everyone was lovely. Lovely place. I, I couldn't believe it. It's a city, but it's like they're quiet, they're quaint, it's weird. I was going to say, I didn't even know it was a city. Yeah. And you're going to have like a cathedral or something to be a city. I, I think that used to be, it's not the thing anymore, they changed it. But like, Mad, it's not what I expected at all. Like you've got a, you had a big John Lewis next to a little cottage with a thatched roof. Yeah. Type type like that. Whenever I drive like countryside, I didn't see those thatched roofs. I still can't get my head around. I'm like, it doesn't get wet inside. Lad. Yeah, like it's it weird. just looks like grass, lad. And I'm like, surely, like that's just like if it rains, you're sitting in the damp. <laughs> yeah, you know it's just I mean? it's going like it's, it's not going to function well as a roof. Yeah. But yeah, so really nice. Loved it. Went down there. Um, the show was good. Show was really good. Um, oh, was it just like the podcast? Yes. Yeah, so, so they did like it was like a show that they planned, did, and like just did live. So they went up and down the country. So it was like the same show, kind yeah, of like a rehearsed show. No, it was just like a just the li- podcast. It was like live. a podcast, but like a live comedy event podcast type thing. It was. So we do comedians there as well. No, no. So it was just them, but it was like a rehearsed show. Like they did a thing, and it was like. Oh, it was a bit more like, skit, like it, yeah. So instead okay. of it being more of like a podcast every time so it wasn't like they went around and did 20 podcasts yeah. it was like the same show they did but did they have a little podcast as well like they well no they, they did a thing at the end where it was like confessions yeah Um. so people wrote in and then they did like live reactions to them on stage type thing so that was quite did cool did you write in no but Tyler fucking stitched me up why was it so yeah so I've not told Sam anything about this because he, he asked actually me about not. it I've not and I went about I was it. like I'll tell you on the pod right so bit of law background so there's a story about Jack mate when he was younger was out in a nightclub punched a fat kid his own words punched a fat kid tweeted on Twitter he punched a fat kid 
punch the fat kids. <laughs> they, got into, they got into an argument. I'm paraphrasing here. Punch the kid. But he said something else. Then, yeah. So, punched him. Got home. Put on Twitter. Just punched a fat cunt. Then the police nicked him the next day and they were like, have you punched this kid? Because he'd obviously reported him and he went, no. And he went, well, you have because you put this on Twitter. And he was like, shit. Right, so there was this whole story. Got off. Like, all done. Yeah. So in the confession, someone had wrote in as a laugh. I'm the fat cunt you punch on that night out. <laughs> so everyone was like, no, he's here in the crowd. He's here in the crowd. And then Jack mate on stage goes, oh, if you really say who you are, I'm fucking Tyler. Right, so a little backstory about Tyler Ward, right? Is he's the type of man. he was not saying it was like, you. So he, he's the type of guy, right? Who he acts, then thinks afterwards. Yeah, he's so funny. It either gets you into really hilarious situations, like fun, funny situations you'll never ever be in, or it gets you in trouble. So he just goes. So how everyone's looking round, he just goes, "Hey, over here!" <laughs> and fucking throws his head down. So next thing you know, everyone turns around looking at me. Because, like, the people next to us are obviously looking this way. Everyone so everyone knows where to look. Skinny, so no, everyone's oh, yeah. looking, so everyone's at, looking at me. And I'm like, oh, no. And he's like... And like I, I've been at the gym the last few weeks. And that's then, not me. So he's like, is it you? Is it you? And I'm like, no. No, I'm like, I'm like no, don't don't speak to me. I'm like, no. And oh, like, is it you? Man. And I was blathered at this point. So the only thing I could think of, I just came out with, I just kind of, I just went, right, I'm going to have to negate this quickly. So I just came out with, I went, lad... I'm a fat cunt, but I'm not the fat cunt. That's <laughs> drawn a more lad. Just said it. I am one of them. I am, I am a. The... I am a fat bastard, but I'm not the fat bastard. You have to. Oh, lad. And everyone was just like, oh. Lad, when Tyler pointed at you, you were looking around, looking for another fucking oh. overweight person. Lad, <laughs> like, I was, surely I just, someone else is I could not me. believe it. I was like, fucking hell, he stitched me up. So that was good. So we were on the beers all day in there. And then we went to... Um, Went to a pub called The Murderers up there, which they talk the about. The Murderers? So they there's talk, a pub so, called The Murderers? So it, it's apparently there's loads of murders around Norwich and they have them all. So it's like, it's like this massive pub. Is there huge, murders around Norwich? Like years ago, like, because oh. it's been around for, it's been down south. Where was Jack the Ripper from? For London, I think. It's not Norwich. Anyway. The oh, yes. so, history of murderers so, and mass killers isn't the best. Yeah, the same. <laughs> so um, we went into this pub and it turns out there was a fucking after party. So Jack makes happy hour. Sure, had an yeah. after party next door, so they booked out half the pub. But this pub's huge, by the way. So yeah. that half we were in late in the morning, like we went to have a look, and we were in this other side. So I'm sat on me, like so me and Wardy are sat there. We got speaking to this other couple from down London, so we're speaking to them for ages. And then um, they get off, and then Wardy's out. Like, I'm going outside for a vape, and he's been gone fucking ages. And I've drank like so I had like that much of a pint, kind of when he left. Oh. Before we carry on with the story, shout out to the Ship and Miter again. Thanks for having us. You've got a Ryan shout just out. forgot a shout out yeah, there, banging it mid story. I'm doing a typical podcast, ruining a good story with a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but you know what I mean. So go on then. Thanks you, for having us. Wardy went for a vape. And then... Yeah, so I had about that much of a pint. Yeah. And I was sat there and I'd got down to like kind of the bottom of a pint there. And I was like, yeah. he's not fucking chain smoking a vape there. So I texted him and I went, where are you? What's well, so he been gone for like 20 minutes? He'd been gone for ages and I was sat down, but you know when you're a bit pissed? You're just on like, your you phone just, or just sitting there. Like, you yeah, just kind of yeah. sit there, just like, boom, just in your own yeah. zone. And I clocked, I was like, he's been gone ages. So I'm like, where are you? And he goes, you'll never guess. I go, what do you mean? Go, you'll never guess. <laughs> I'm like, just tell me where you are because I'm sat here on my own like a fucking loon. And he like goes, a fucking loser. <laughs> like a loser. And he goes, boom, he went, I'm in the after party. 
I went, what do you mean? Was it in the same pub, like? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But they'd walled it off. It was a private after party. Yeah, yeah. So he goes, boom, I'm in. I went, what? And he goes, don't worry, I'll get you in. So <laughs> the bit of the bar where they'd walled it off is he, he went, come to there. And I went, there's no way this is happening because it was a walled off thing. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out it was walled one of them, off with like a, a like one of them slide, no, like a sliding, you know, wooden door thing. Oh, right. But yes. he fucking, turns out they hadn't shut it properly. So he opens it up a bit. So I just like scam through. <laughs> and we just in. <laughs> And you I was see like, Jack, mate? Yeah, we saw them all. Like, we saw yeah. them all in there. But like, this isn't one of those stories. So that's where, like, oh yeah, it's funny. So the way he gets in is he just walks through the front door. Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> just like walks. And then one of the fella goes because everyone had wristbands. Who was supposed to do it? And they went, "Where's your wristband?" And he went, "Oh, it's in there. I'm getting it now." They just let him in. So I pulled the same trick when I went through the door, and they just didn't say nothing. But then that's where this story like loses its coolness, right? Because like, are you onto YouTubers and like people like Zach Aslop? Yeah, who's sneaking yeah, yeah. like Glasto and yeah, that and it's yeah. all cool and it's funny this is not one of them stories so me and him just sat at the bar just like a couple of normies yeah because we couldn't get a pint because we didn't have a wristband they'd have so just sat there with so, we, was stood there, so we, we, we had the two pints we came in with stood at the bar just being like <laughs> <laughs> we just got in in the aftermath yeah so then he goes off and I think he's talking to people in there I don't know what he's doing and I'm just stood there with a pint on my own, trying not to look at people because they're gonna like he's obviously not Tyler from Tyler sneak a drink, man. If you knew Tyler, he anything like that, he just uses the like talk the gift of the gab, don't he? He'd talk his yeah. way into anywhere. So then um so then I go to the toilet and I walk out and a guy off the toilet a guy off the toilet, a guy off the podcast. <laughs> a guy guy off, off the, the toilet. One of them guys. Can I use your toilet, mate? So he was waiting outside, then one of the guys off the podcast, Alfie. Yeah. His name Alfie Indra. So I walk out the toilet. I'm like, oh, you're all right, mate. But I can't fucking play on that I know I'm off the, like, oh, it's a big thing. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, you're all right. And then this is where I think it all starts going downhill. Is I get lost coming out the toilet, but there's only one way to go. The other way is like the fire exit. Yeah. So I go, you're all right, mate. And then I fluster, I just go that way. You were like all flustered. And, and I walk towards him. the fucking fire door. And he's like, it's the wrong way, mate. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I was like, oh, sorry, lad. <laughs> fucking run back in, just run to me, pint at the fucking bar. I just feel like, oh, I don't, they don't get us. So then, in the end, we're just in there. We go outside for another vape. Because Tyler's like, right, let's go outside. Then in the end, they fucking yeah, clap. That's a home in on Tyler's addiction there. He couldn't be in there for half an hour without yeah. leaving. And then they vape. fucking they clock us. And then when we go outside, they clocked that we weren't supposed to be in there. And we tried to get back in. And they were like, where are your wristbands and that? That was it then. Yeah. Isn't that mad though? Like, if you're, like, if you're trying to get in somewhere or anything just like be that, confident, lad, being confident with it. And like just going for it, like sometimes it doesn't work. But as soon as you hesitate and look like you're not meant you're supposed to be, to be there, like people know. What you're not gave meant us away, I think, was the fact we were stood at the bar with no drinking. We're, we're like half <laughs> yeah. a pint, just looking for. You should have said someone. You're getting cheap, please. Ah, yeah, but it, look, it just looks baggy, doesn't it? it does I suppose? Like it when, does. like when you're like sixty and you go to town. Yeah. Illegal. But like, so there's a story about that. But I just come, so we snuck in to Jack Mate's after party. And stood at the bar like weirdos and got off. But I was just gonna say it's like when you're a kid and you go to town like seventeen, you're like a year off being able to go to town actually. And like yeah, yeah. if you walk towards a club or something, looking dead like you know sketchy straight away, they're like, Bum, "Where's you're your idea, in. old liar?" But if you just walk up as if you're meant to be there, a lot of the time you just go bang and you. Well, yeah, lad, I just couldn't believe it. How we just he just walked in and he just texted me, "I'm inside." That is I mean, a of all the story. Of all oh, the people. Man to get in there of course it was you yeah that is but a anyway, yeah. story man I thought I'd say that because obviously we can clip that up for the YouTube <laughs> yeah there is <laughs> like, an algorithm for- anyway 
Ryan basically, in short, is now a part of the Happy Hour podcast team. <laughs> I love, it. I love how you're saying that. What we're talking about today? So the whole purpose of the podcast, as we said, talk about research, science. As we said to lovely Aaron just then, we give a very short, yeah. a very short description of what it was. Aaron said he knew not on about science yeah. or research, so he said he'd be the perfect guest. It's perfect guest. I don't know how that works, Bit but of we sarcasm, move. But, but um, so this episode is basically um, based on. A, another piece of work that I've done that's it's been put out again into the ether it's been in it's been in the newspaper it has been in the newspaper Ryan's well, getting famous it's been on, it's been on a news website website what's that you use the web, web. family guy Stewie family there we go um, so <laughs> family guy so this so this is going to be based on um, the new piece of work put out by the index on censorship and it's a new index called the index index or the index square. I was so confused when I went on the website. Lads. It calls, it's called, they've called it the index index. It says index, index twice. And it's I was crazy, I don't know. Anyway, I, we didn't get to name it. So um, <laughs> it's it, basically, it's a new ranking on, um, gl- it's a global ranking on how countries limit the free expression of the people. So how much they censor their population. And what is like roughly, a, what is a general definition for censorship? Would you say like is it there is, is it question. like the sort of you know an institution or well, like sort so, of a, a governing body inhibiting artists, journalists, so the thing, scientists? So, yeah, so, so it's kind of how the government steps in and limits what people can say and what people can read and what people can absorb through different means. Um, an institution, just an institute, yeah. So the thing for me with this is I'm no expert on that side of it, but we just picked up from because so we worked with a team from index the index on censorship the ioc i'll call them from now on uh, and they kind of led on that point so they kind of distinct i have like four categories for censorship and how people can have freedoms restricted so they have it on the digital freedoms yeah so obviously that's your online stuff your academic freedoms that's pretty straightforward what you can learn what you can't learn what you can do in schools etc etc uh, the media freedoms, what the press can and can't say, what people are allowed to publish, and then the last one is artistic freedom. And that's sort of the groupings that they give. So that's so they're they're the things that they focus on, like the okay. things which um, can be what? censored. Uh, just a quick note on this: is this index we're going to speak about now it doesn't include stuff about artistic freedom, and the reason is is getting data on that. It doesn't. Is, no. The fourth one you've just said then you didn't open. Because we can't get data for it. Okay. So there was a there was a company that they were working with or an institution or some organisation that recorded um information about restrictions on artistic freedom, but they went through a whole thing and it collapsed and then they didn't have data for the specific What's like sort of the goal then before you get into it, right? Because this is a piece of work for is the company called the index? So they're a charity or a non-profit organization. And what's the company called, or what's the what's the charity? Index on censorship. So what is their what's their like ethos? What are they trying to so do? So the Index on Censorship is a non-profit um, organization that campaigns for and defends free expression worldwide. So this is taken from their website. Um, they publish work. So they go around the world. They publish work by um, censored writers in countries where that type of practice takes place. And oh. then, and artists, writers, and promote and debate, monitor threats to free speech. Oh, and so all if that you're a writer from, from a highly autocratic state, they'll publish your Yeah, way. yeah, so oh, this, this um, organisation started in 1972. 
I think this is a cool story because I went to one of the launch events they did. So I think one of the... Ryan it in a big time going to launch events and that. It's only... It, 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 the fucking John Walls I up the room. Um, <laughs> they went... It was next to his office. It's <laughs> in the next room. So the, um, it was online. It was on Zoom. One of their journals focused on the Qatar World Cup, obviously. And yeah. The problems around the freedoms, pop, freedoms said, there, yeah. uh, that happened in, in that country especially around the World Cup as well so they give kind of a brief interview like not interview like introduction to the index on censorship and how it works so it started in 72 uh, or no or a bit before anyway so the way it kind of came from was you know when you had the, uh, the thing in Germany the splits you had East and West Germany yeah so what they do is sneak into East Germany get writings and poems and art, yeah, yeah. art from people in East Germany where they couldn't publish it sneak it out of East Germany to West Germany and put it into magazines and journals and publish their work then sneak that back into East Germany sneak the published work yeah yeah yeah, yeah. to show to basically to show look your work is out there people are reading your work oh, that's amazing, so that's how it so that's how it started all what like taking ago. poems or like yeah yeah so just taking all this work that's that and that's put, how they started yeah yeah so there was like the same person who owns it now or runs no, it all. I'm, I'm just, not quite sure about yeah, all that. That's but, amazing, um, that doll as well. But yes, it's cool that though, isn't it? So, so, so we got to work with them. So how it came about, I've also realised this. I say so loads. So? So, so, so who's asked? As I say thingio. Um, thingio. <laughs> I go, so uh, thingio. Um, I say you know what I mean. Like all the time. I always say you know, uh, you, you know what I mean. you know what I mean, lad? So tell us how you come to work with this So how I came to work on it was actually a... Um, a bit of a fluke. So there was another PhD student, you know, Mark, Mark Peroni. Mark Pepperoni. Actually, so before so. we carry on with the story, congratulations, Dr. Mark Pepperoni. Oh, yeah, he got his PhD, Peroni. didn't he? Yeah. Dr. Mark Pepperoni. Dr. Dr. Mark Pepperoni. Yes, are you saying that? <laughs> Dr. Mark Dr. Peroni. Mark <laughs> <Pepperoni>. <laughs> We're fucking horrible. Us. Dr. Nah, Mark well Peroni, Mark. he passed his viva the other day. Yeah, uh, All them three and a bit years hard work finally paid off. And he yeah. smashed his viva as well, by all accounts. So I'll give him a oh, shout out there. Shout out, Mark. Congrats, well done, man. Congrats, Dr. Well Dr. Dr. Mark Peroni. Yeah. Not have a Peroni on us. Yeah. Don't have he's a Peroni. Defo, he's defo not um, heard that one before. Mark Pepperoni. No, have a Peroni on us. No, he's not. He's heard Mark Pepperoni a lot. Lad. Oh, got to. Yeah. Take like that. Like, like getting into his childhood trauma a little bit there. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> he was supposed, he was like yeah. lined up for to do, it. To do this contract. Yeah, so it was yeah. a three month contract. That index had come be- with money to John Moore's through a guy in the journalism department. So they'd wanted to build this index index, what they called the global ranking, um, for ages. So they'd gone to an organization, we'll get onto in a bit, who housed lots of the data we've used. And they basically came back and went, get data people. Yeah. To do to, to essentially say what so what they wanted to do, they wanted to do it from like the journalism aspects and stuff, and then they basically came back to paraphrase a long email, get data people. So through the John Moore's link, Steve, who we work with. The journalist, that's Yeah, John the Moore's. journalist, the oh, John cool. Moore's. Um that's where my supervisors, Man and Sandra, got involved. And then they wanted to hire a mm, I think it was a data science assistant job, whatever the title was. And they'd lined Mark up for it originally because it was basically when his funding had run out to carry on. Yeah, However, yeah. he went and got a job. Didn't have time. And that paid infinitely more money than what went this contract the machine. was going to Mark went into the machine. Went into, yeah, went into the machine. <laughs> went into banking of all things. <laughs> Literally the machine. Money, man. And he's on money though, he's tilled. Yeah, well <laughs> but, um, So this contract came up. 
and then basically said to me like do you want it and, I, and me being me I was like yes what is it not what is it then yes I was like yeah I'll do it what and then I thought oh, yeah what do I know <laughs> about democracy I, what, yeah what, what have I agreed to here so before we before you get into it lads explain then what because I feel like people are reading the word, in, word index what, give me what is an index so, so the idea is that they the IOC, so the Index on Censorship, I'll just call them IOC, they wanted to create this like ranking that could be used for like advocacy purposes or so people can use it to view how countries on a scale from 1 to 10 censor the population. So we group them by different things. So 1 being the most open, yeah, the least amount of uh, restrictions on freedom of expression. And 10 is like, boom they proper control what they, what you say and what they do. So then their aim is they wanted to have this one to 10 that is associated to countries where then people could look at that and be like, right, okay, so we're a four. Where are we on the index? And I suppose that, a simple that type of thing, yeah. like way of explaining it, an index like people have always come in contact with would be like the BMI. Mm. That's a version of a dead simple like yeah. index where you can measure based on height and weight how like sort of healthy. Of course, you yeah. Are, it's, so yeah. it's one of them. But I just felt like some people might be listening and thinking, no, "What of course, is yeah. an index, man?" So, um, so that's what it is, and then that's how I came involved with the project. So the team that was working on it was me. I did a lot of the analysis with guidance from Ivan and Sandra. Yeah. Then we had Steve from the journalism department. Then we worked with two guys over at um, the IOC, and that was Nick. And a guy called Drury. So there was this team. So we worked on it. Um, so the yeah, so the index was developed then using unsupervised machine learning. So we've gone into that in previous episodes. Yeah, I think episode zero and episode one, maybe. I think we covered it. was a quick little walk on a block on and again. So unsupervised learning is basically machine learning algorithms. So algorithms that learn from data and how you can get meaningful information from data so it's, it's it learns by looking at relationships between data points for mm-hmm. example um and then puts like it clusters them together or groups Group similar data points yeah, together so we used a methodology called generative topographic mapping that's that's one I've heard. I think we use, I used on my masters lads. I've so, not touched it since. I'm gonna just refer to it as GTM because I'm not saying that all the time. Gen- say it again. Gen- generative, topographing generative topographic mapping. Mapping. Okay. So essentially, the way it works is it's like a prob probabilistic. So it works off like probabilities that certain things are similar. Yeah. So say for example, you have a data set where you have um, pictures of cats, yeah, dogs, uh aeroplanes and cars yeah what it does is it'll take the the cats right and it'll go the probability it's a cat is similar to another cat is very high so we'll group these together yeah and the probability that a cat is similar to a canine or a dog is also quite high but maybe not as high but as not the, as high yeah, so we'll yeah. create these separate groups yeah. so we've got the dogs over here and the cats over here because the probability that the cat of it being a cat was it was like so this new image had a higher probability of being a cat than it would have belonged than, to, than a dog so we'll put it yeah. with the cats but these two are quite close to each other because cats and dogs share a lot of similarities especially if just looking at an image they got four legs on average well on average it's like 3.9 but we'll, I've seen dogs story. with wheels man <laughs> yeah so have I 
and hairy tails. Yeah, yeah. Right. Dogs all over cats aren't. The, the group. Can you measure that? The probability <laughs> that a cat is similar to a plane or yeah, a car yeah. is going to be very, very different. So you'll have this massive distinction between cats and dogs, aeroplanes and cars, where but the cars will be similar to the aeroplanes. So this is how this probability works. So it, yeah, basically, yeah. you have all the different groups. There's a, so you get the image, you take the probability that it's associated to each one of the groups, and then put it into the group that it has like the most probability. So is it then? Does it work as if like if you have an p- image of a cat, how probable is this cat a cat? How probable is this cat that a dog? That type of thing, yeah. How probable is so this it's like cat a, a plane? soft clustering type. So and then so it sort of belongs to each with a probability, yeah. and then you'll give it, you'll belong it to the cat cluster if it's the highest probability. So that's my understanding of it, yeah, of yeah. how we okay, use it so sense, far. So, so that's what we used with yeah. the countries because we wanted to have this, a model again, because the problem with this type of work is if you say a country's shit, you're saying a country's shit. Like that's a big thing to say, isn't it? What do you mean? If it's if it's like if, right, if it's freedom expressions, it's terrible. If it's terrible. shit on the index. Yeah, like, like you're, if, so say if you go out and go, these... 15 countries are 10, the worst. Yeah. You're saying those 15 countries are the worst. So everything you do has got to be robust. Yeah. So in doing that, we wanted to choose a methodology that was robust where you can like properly evaluate what's going on and and there's theory behind it. And another benefit of the um, methodology is that you get these things called reference vectors. Now, fancy word, summary, what it is, is for each of the variables or the bits of information, what it does is it creates a map that says how important this variable is to a particular group. Okay. So say for one variable we used, which was the um, freedom and movement of women. Yeah. Right. So what we found is this, var- once we'd created the ranking from this model, the variable freedom and movement of women higher was good so people who'd voted on it higher was good like yes the higher the score on that the higher the score on that variable was women have more movement within the country that was associated to areas of the clusters and stuff that had a lower so a like greater freedoms so if you had higher so a good freedom of movement for women yeah it also that kind of indicated how well you were going to do overall yeah so it was so, so, so in total we used like 178 different bits of information from different sources. So we were able to generate these maps for all of these so bits what, of information. What you're saying there, right, is once you've got these groupings of like, um, once you've got the country groupings, you could look at variables within those sort of clusters. And so what was you trying to say then, like freedom of movements of women would sort of like, cat would, um, what's the word, like characterise a cluster. That was one of the most important So that one, that not cluster. as such, because there was kind of this like <clears throat> gradient like effect. Yeah. But ones that could characterise a cluster is, um, we had a variable that was number of journalists killed. That's what I mean, like, sort of like so, the importance of a yeah, variable to but a that cluster. one did characterise clusters because it was very centralised. Okay. So you'd see like one cluster, like Russia was one. Yeah. And that was like dead low. Down. What was that? The freedom of no uh, number of journalists killed, killed or oh, abducted and stuff shit. like that. So, so there was like so the type of data we used was where where do you get data on like number of journalists killed? And, like, I, I would imagine like in a lot of places. I mean, it's quite obvious. For example, if a British journalist goes to I don't know a, you know a country and gets killed, we know the dead yeah. have not come back. But what do you do about so it's to do with a journalist the- in a country? who's killed within that country and sort of like, there's not sort of the infrastructure there to know they're gone. 
It's to do you know with I mean? how do you get obviously the numbers aren't perfect. There'll be people no, who've of course, died yeah. Who... So it's to do. I think we get some of it from the US. I can't remember off the top of my head the name of the organisation, so yeah. I'm not going to say one just because. I thought I'd, I thought I'd wrote it down. Um, That's a big job for that charity. They'll get all this information. Of course, yeah. So that what um, again? There'll be a link to the websites for these in the either, in the description out, uh, yeah. on the video if you watch on YouTube in the description on Spotify where you can go and we give a a better rundown of where we awesome. get this from. Um, so we take little bits of information from smaller places, but the majority of our information comes from so remember i mentioned an organization earlier which sold index to go and <coughs> find data people yeah yeah so that's where we get most of our data from and that's taken from a place called the varieties of democracy or vedem did you, you hear this before you no. done this project obviously Mad. not no like, so they're collecting data on sort of how free yeah and the places like they do a lot of like so of the 178 variables we used, 171 come from. Geez, they basically built they're, they're the data from them pretty much. And yeah. it's all open source, so anyone can go online yeah, yeah. Um, and look at that. We can again, we can link it yeah. so people can go to it and see the data. It's all you can download. It's dead oh, easy. There's a package in R if people are um, interested in downloading it. So there's a package in R. It talks you through how to download the data, put it into data frames, and you can work with it from there. Awesome. So that's it's really useful. And the reason we used it is because, like, some of the stuff they... So I'll give a brief overview of VDEM and, like, yeah. how it works. So they use um, different methods to collect data to, to measure democracy in different countries. So the idea with them is they want to create five indexes themselves based on five things they find important on democracy. So that's electoral, liberal, participatory, deliberative, and egalitarian. So they're the five indices they create. Yeah. But those indices are made up of hundreds of variables themselves. So you can access their indices for a country. Or you can access the variables which make up those indices, if that makes sense. Yes, you can use the index sort on their own, or you could you can use you the can use the raw data. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we use the raw data yeah. and stuff like that. So from that they collect um information from surveys that they send out to like three three thousand seven hundred country experts around the globe so for each one of those indices they try to have five people in every country who is an expert in that particular area so for each country they have 25 bits of information yeah that's their reign um, What's a, how, how does someone become a country expert so like so mainly they yeah, are they. again a lot of this is taken from the VDEM website because I want to make sure I'm getting this information correct yeah, yeah. hence why I'm kind of yeah well, Ryan's got everything wrong at the end of this podcast <laughs> not, yeah. to, not to shit he's gonna get, get it. from get the it. actual organisation comment get it get shit from VDEM get shit from <laughs> Index on Censure get shit from everyone they got it all wrong <laughs> Um, so their idea was that it's from mainly academics and industry leaders and okay. stuff like that. So and they put a lot of emphasis on the validation of um the recruitments for people who come in. Yeah. So they make sure they've got the expertise, local knowledge, the seriousness of the purpose, are they willing to actually get involved with VDEM or yeah. not? Uh, impartiality and diversity because they acknowledge, as is a correct assumption their indices are very variable on people's ability to and people's like impartiality in providing data 
Yeah, like it, it could, you, you could get. So what would they call the people in these countries? What just they're just called country experts. Country, and yeah. Stuff if like you that. had like five who were super biased in yeah. one political sway or yeah. a race, you know, then you're gonna get biased. Of biased course, yeah. Answers, and then they? they use a bit of statistics called Bayesian item response theory, uh, and then Bayesian item response theory estimation strategy to convert the. I don't know really much about it. I'm just saying it so it's out there. Yeah, I've never, just heard, to be I've never heard of that in my life. So they convert, you know, like the one, two, three, four, five things like from yeah, a survey yeah. into a continuous variable yeah, to make it better review. So these people are serious about collecting data on democracy. So we use most of the stuff from them and then we got data such as like number of journalists killed, like we said before. Um other indices from other places which rank countries on different measures also related to censorship put it all in a big melting pot to make this map and these clusters based on all the, this information yeah, to, yeah. to make this group from one to ten for each country so that type of thing so that's that's the data and one to ten just to reiterate that ten in your index was the worst sort of place to live for a free and open society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one yeah. was sort of the most open and free societies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pelter. Yeah. So that there's the there's the data sets, there's the methods, and the results were... Yeah, tell us what you found. <laughs> the results were kind of what you expected. In, in the most part, like your Russias, your Chinas, <laughs> yeah. They were closed. Your Saudi yeah. Arabias, Qatars. They were like nines and tens. They were all ten. Like nines and tens. Yeah. Then you've got your countries like Sweden. Yeah, because I think I got some of the results, lads. I think. Yeah, yeah. If you've got some to in... talk about, but but one crucial point, which says here, the poorest performing countries: Bahrain, Belarus, um, Burma, China, Cuba, um, North Korea, Saudi Arabia, South Sudan, Syria, to name a few. Uzbekistan, yeah, yeah. United Arab Emirates, and Yemen. But what's interesting though is, like, this sounds biased, but like, it's being made in the West. And the, the thing, the index, and, and to them, I'm not sure they. Would and the thing agree is, that they're closed. Is, so the thing is, again, <clears> we're <throat> relying on data collected by other people. So our machine learning algorithm is built on this data by. Yeah data collected and we've tried to use a lot of the VDEM because they tried to eliminate a lot of the biases yeah but will there be biases in the data most probably yeah but do I, is the data bias no so I, well I can't say yes or no but like have we me myself implemented any biases you don't no. think so yeah. so we left the data selection to the people over at the IOC so of all the VDEM so you didn't select what data no so you, they basically were literally conduits to creating the, the model so we select we basically said to the experts in the field what variables so we didn't give them the values of the variables what the variables were for each of the countries we yeah, said yeah. which of this massive list would you say is like a key point for measuring censorship or uh, freedom of expression within a country and we got this massive list back yeah we put it into a model and what's another good point is the model doesn't know what a country is yeah the model's got no clue has it yeah which i think was quite the model doesn't know anything about yeah. russia before it yeah you know so what I mean? we superimpose the... that on the top yeah, yeah. so it doesn't know where in the world it is what the population makeup is what the population size is um 
what religion anything it doesn't know it doesn't, doesn't know, know gdp yeah, it doesn't yeah. know anything about a country it's literally just these variables that measure these certain things on democracy and how people are allowed to move and do certain things and it generated this which to to the to the eye seems it seems to pass a few sanity checks like russia and countries like that are at the bottom like uae china are at the bottom yeah like we sort of know that there's bias and yeah. problems with those and then those you have nations, the countries yeah. such as like ireland are at the top which makes sense uh scandinavia ireland's at the top Really? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Ireland I mean, I'm not so- shocked by that, but like, oh no, yeah. So Ireland are one. Scandinavian countries are all one. However, we are th- we're third in the list. Yeah, I'll have a scene. So it says. So suppose we can get on to then while we're talking about these results. Ryan's little bit of fame here. He was in the Guardian. So this is kind of um, linking on to what an impact so we mentioned it earlier like an index index has like and what the purpose of it was it was for it to be picked up and used to highlight things in countries to try and improve situations so obviously the guardian uk newspaper picked it yeah, up yeah. and highlighted the fact we are third so we we go on we're on the third on the index we're not third yeah, yeah. in the total uh, another point as well with three on the index another yeah. point just before we get into all this is we didn't rank individual countries we ranked, so remember I said the model put things into clusters? Yeah. We ranked the clusters. Oh, yeah. And then, so a cluster could have more than one country in it. You had no idea what countries were in it. No. You just looked so at it. Yeah. So we ranked the clusters based on the variables we used for the yeah. model uh, by using some like addition, subtraction based on. So in simple terms, there was no way for you to look at cluster eight and see countries in it, and then your bias get into that yeah, and yeah. say, okay, so, we're so ranking we, them below. So we didn't look at the... You cl- did have no idea what was no, in so the clusters. We, we, so the way the... Because uh, I think this is a key point, is the way the rankings were generated is, is we looked at... So remember I said about the reference vectors? Yeah, mum. And the variables. We said, was a higher value good or bad? If a higher value was good in a certain variable... So say everyone had a ranking of zero. Yeah. Right? Then what we did is we went through each of the 178 variables and said, is having, so for this cluster, is having a high value good or bad? For the same variable. So for variable one is having a high value. So if having a high value is good, we'd add it to the total, right? Total rank. To the total rank. If having a high value was bad, we'd subtract it from the total rank. So say everyone starts at zero, we'd then... So this was again. And you went through each variable doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, that was done. So this went through several people to make sure it was biased. For an example, there, if you started off with the was the UK as a whole, was it? Or was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So So the UK, if it was like freedom and movements of women, if the U. Well, look how much this couch is popping up. (laughs) Sorry, sinking into the middle. Just proper destroying the couch. Um, (laughs) If the. So if you started with the UK, just to put that into practice, what you were saying is if the first variable was freedom of movement of women was higher on that was good. I don't know yeah. if it was. You'd add 10. And then if the next variable was... Well, so you'd add the variable associated to that area of the cluster. So each cluster had its yeah. own ver- value associated to it based yeah, on man. the variable. So if it was higher and that was good, we'd add it. Yeah. We'd add that to your total. Because obviously we want to promote more of that. Yeah. And if it was negative, we'd subtract it from your total. So if the higher number of journalists killed, yeah, we'd take that away. 
type thing. So obviously it's all normalised between zero and one type thing. Yeah. So if your value is higher in that, we'd take it away. So after we'd added and subtracted all the good and bad variables, that is what gave the rankings per cluster. But the, I suppose the arguments from countries who've scored low on this would be, well, there's your bias there because you decide what's a good and bad variable. And to us, it seems obvious. Like, okay, the number of people killed that is obviously bad but then but there's the stuff in the in middle a, no of course there's going to be variables where that, you're like who decides if this is good so and the, if, you're, if you're in a place like the uk or yeah. in you know in the west you find that most people probably agree on a whole range of things but maybe in a different country they agree on a whole different set of values so then their big criticism but, would be well we've scored low but in our opinion those variables that you've said of bad and then as a result, subtracted from our total rank, we think they're good. And I no, I agree. It's just like a clash of culture. I agree there, with the debates where the biases comes in, but then there's two points there: is that we did our very best. So what we did is we went to the Vedum data set and yeah. had a look at the rankings themselves. So the rankings, you know, in terms of the survey, not rankings, sorry, yeah. the survey response up between say between one and five, you can kind of get an indication of whether they were indicating it was a bad or. Ah, okay, from yeah. there and then two from the country experts yeah ah, that's belter okay. and then two a lot of the a lot of countries who, who rank lower down also like have the death penalty for gay people yeah oh, yeah. So, yeah of course <laughs> so like it's it, it's like I don't see the UK is definitely nowhere near the top of this list yeah, on yeah. fucking ethereal fucking top it we're the best yeah but do you know, I mean, something like, you know, a country's take on gay rights, is that so, like, crystal clear for me? I suppose it is, like, those variables in the middle, like, who decides if that's good or yeah. bad. I don't know what that variable is. I haven't seen them. But then, this, um, then as you say, this is where it gets hard, because a country, a different I'm country from... from their point of view as well. They look yeah, at it as course. if, like, well, that's, that's good, in my opinion. Because it's just a different world, culture. Different cultures will value different things in certain ways. Yeah. But we tried to do it from a, is this bad? Yeah. This is this is, a, this is bad. Yeah. It's objectively a bad thing. It's uh, good how you've used sort of the... We've tried to use... The feel as, from the, we've, yeah, the data, yeah. We've tried to get away from as much as opinion what's as possible. Our thi- what's our yeah. take on this variable? Because yeah, yeah. the one thing I'm very conscious of is that machine learning has biases. And you don't want oh, to... We inter- have biases. And we have... We put them in, into the machine learning. Thank you for correcting me on that because <laughs> I hate it when people say that. <laughs> we, yeah. Machine learning itself necessarily isn't by it. We put the biases in. I, I wanted to restrict that to the point where... You want to restrict the human element, the human, the human emotion completely. And yeah. the thing that humans will inevitably always introduce yeah. their own bias. So that's where that... So the reason I wanted to, to go back to the original point, the reason I wanted to kind of mention that is the countries weren't ranked the clusters themselves were ranked, were ranked. Yeah. and then it just so happened the clusters contained at least one country you saw so, to unveiled the sheet then of so for example there. five countries could have the same rank yeah like raw rank and then we split it into 10 based on deciles yeah so in theory like five countries could have the same raw rank because they were part of one cluster what Does do you mean by sense? raw rank so we did the adding and subtracting yeah yeah right and then basically, you know what you do? The you can do the cumulative, like decile. So the top ten percent of the values with the most free. Yeah. Ten, then ten to twenty percent were was ranked in, two. It was in tens. And yeah. then twenty to thirty. So was, you could have the same rank and be in different. No. You couldn't. No, because then we've split it based on the raw rank itself. So 
It's so each so you didn't one split is, it on like ten percent of the population. Well, no, it, it's ten percent <clears throat> of the value. Of the value. So you've split based on the decals. Yeah. Same thing. Belfort. So that's what I wanted to get across was that we didn't split based on country; it was based on cluster, and we think that's an important distinction because again, it limits this that there was biases put involved. Like we didn't rank the countries. Yeah. We ranked the clusters based on country data and then as I say sort of unveiled the countries yeah. if it was like a sheet on a table so you sort of we, then had to look what was in them yeah. so we looked at what countries are in each cluster like towards the end of the analysis once, you, once you'd finished once basically, we'd got yeah, it because yeah. we didn't need to know what country was in well, as soon as you have a look you're starting to bias it in mm-hmm. some way even or even if it's not biased in yeah. the model you just your little opinion of the world of course, starts yeah. to affect it I just want to get into some of the things that so, the Guardian said lads. Yeah, so, so the Guardian is like so the article this is kind of the use of what these type of tools are out there for is to have people pick up on it so as we said the uk are third yeah so a uk press has picked up and been like we're third why they described the the guardian described the uk getting ranked as three so i just want to make that distinction we're not third in the list our rank is three Yes. Yeah, we're third yeah, in the yeah. deciles yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, we're not the third best country no, we, so are three. we are grouped in with people if, so of the levels yeah of, we're level three we're level three but yeah, the guardian described us in level three as it having a chilling effect they thought but it was worrying it to is put it, though really you know considering I mean. we we put ourselves forward as a champion of democracy yeah. of, of democracy and freedom of expression especially considering how much say um, opposition there was in the world cup and rightly so but yet we have so much restrictions in house on what people can and can't doing saying things like they that. they said that israel chile jamaica and virtually every other western european state <clears throat> ranked ahead of the uk on the what 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 was the drawback for the uk what affected the uk why Again, why why wasn't if we are you know if we do think who we are you know what i mean if that makes sense no if yeah we, yeah we're yeah trying, if we are these beacons of democracy or obviously we're not and what, what what were the variables or what were the things holding us back? So think? the variables again, um, off the top, it it's a hard thing to no exactly yeah, because isn't it? There's yeah. 178, so it's hard to spot which ones which. But like for example, one which stuck out to me because the USA isn't is also quite so where low was down. the US that lower? The US was or? down to I think they were either two or three. Yeah. They were kind of with us, but like similar things which pushed us away. So there's a map which we'll look at. So like a cloud of points. Yeah. So you add the, so like in a 2D plot yeah. with the clusters on. Clusters in the top left were like your most free. Clusters in the right and towards the bottom, they were your most centered and it kind of went in like this U shape. Yeah. And we were at the bottom left. So what kind of separated us on vertical? So we were, we were on the right side. But not at the right. But not at the right height. Gradients. Yeah. yeah. So what separated us was things such as our ability and use of like online, uh, like one of them. Where I think it was the our ability to censor online content, whether we do or don't. Our capacity to do it is huge. Ah, so like type thing. Even if we don't, the country's sort of like infrastructure to carry out something like that. Wait, is it, there. it could be used yeah, for that type yeah. of thing. And like another one was the cost of an outage of the internet. So in the UK, it's it's massive. So those two combined, the cost of an outage if the internet sort of switched so off. So if the internet went off today, how much would it cost the UK economy? 
massive. So the so the why cost- is that a form? Sorry if I'm being idiot. No, it, why, ca- why is that heavy censorship if the internet went off? It, it's just so it was something that the index on censorship wanted to put in as a variable because it kind of indicates like it does it correlate to other things. So we have high capacity to to kind of monitor online content and restrict online content. Yeah, that makes sense. What about the internet going off though? But then, so the internet is crucial for us. So it's a it's so you can kind of look at it as a an indication of how crucial the internet is within an in- infrastructure. But doesn't that and a though, country? Sorry, I'm going to detail here though. But if a country is not affected by their internet not being widely available in the population, mm. then the population doesn't rely that much on the internet. And I saw, we sort of, in this modern day and age, see the internet as this beacon of information to be able to liberate people. And if you want to get your opinion out there, you can. But then to say that the UK, everyone sort of relies on it. So you'd say, okay, if everyone can use the internet and openly use it, then it, it must be a free country or a free democracy. But we're then going to sort of hamstring the UK because everyone relies on it. Does that make, do you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? No, I see what you're saying. Like, but there's, it, it's a having the internet is, in my eyes, sort of an indicator of how, or having a free and open internet. But then we're gonna say, you know, if the ability to turn it off, sort of, yeah. in simple terms, is also a negative. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's, it's for me. Like it's the population hard to relies yeah. on it, and yeah. that means that they got got all this information. They can sort of like. You know, free up the thoughts and 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 live and get information around maybe the Ukraine war, what's going on in in areas of the world. They're not living in a country where the internet is, or at least we don't think where the internet is. You know, shadowed. Yeah. So that that one doesn't make like that variable doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? That they yeah. requested it, and those were the logics behind yeah. why they kind of wanted that variable in there. But in terms of. That, that was the logic they used. Yeah. I kind of have this I kind of had the same reservations. Maybe I'm just not understanding no, it. No, it, like, because it, it's it's a logical question. It was yeah. just they requested it. I'm not saying it wouldn't affect everyone if it went off. No, so But the fact I that everyone's the, so the, reliant on it is almost an indicator of how free we are. No, so I th- well Or is it? I don't know. You so know what I mean? Playing devil's advocate. Is it, is it one of those variables that's highly correlated with other things? For example again, we don't know it, I'd have to look. But like for example, is it an indicator that people rely on the internet? But then also, if other variables you score high in restriction of online access. Yeah. So then is that a separator between, so say if countries are, have a high restriction on internet yeah. or high reliance on internet, yeah. but don't have restrictions, yeah, it correlates you better because, right, so we have more internet usage in this country, yeah, but we also don't restrict in this country. Whereas this country has a high usage in the internet, but then there's a higher capacity and higher to evidence restrict. of restrict, so that could be the separation. Ah, okay. So it's like it's like, it's like no, a that correl- makes more sense. So it's like a correlating effect that type of way. Yeah. Well, I think anyway. Again, the problem is there's so many variables. It's like you'd have to do a proper deep dive, and that's another study in itself. In itself, is he's yeah. understanding how getting the 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 front facing index is the first. Element so we've got the index and the understanding variables. Understanding why the index is what it is is that is the next. Is step. Understanding the causation is tough. Well, it said on, just pick up a few things, the Guardian alluded to problems in the UK, which they feel may, may have had an effect on how highly it scored. The Julian Assange, was it, is it Assange? Assange. Assange, Assange case. Assange, yeah. I can't say the second name. The thing with the Guardian article is they've used the index as a great platform. To highlight things to that highlight are going things on. To highlight things that are going yeah. wrong. 
but those things don't well have any effect might, on the internet. They might, he might be in the indirectly data yeah, be yeah. in the data somewhere. But like, do we have? Do we harbor Julian Assange? Yeah, like that's not a that's <laughs> yeah, not a data card. Is, is Julian Assange in your country? Yes, yes. or no? Well, <laughs> UK is not. You've been dropped. Yeah. So it's. Although I'm just. This is what they mentioned. No, I think it's course. interesting how they've sort of alluded. They also looked at the obstruction of material um, by a politician. Um, it says the existence of a cabinet office unit accused of obstructing the release of material requested by the public under the Freedom of Information Act, um, a weakening of rights in Scotland and treatment of journalists in Northern Ireland, ranging from killing yeah. of Lyra McKee to police raids on reporters' homes. Like I don't know what the, the exact cases they're alluding to, but I think as you're saying, they're using the UK's position to highlight some. And also, so this is what this kind of, <clears throat> as we're going back to the like the point was like with this index. What it does is it gives people this platform to go, look, we're third. Why? And look yeah. at all these other things that are like, so this is third, why? Well, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Is it? And then if your country has a lot of, is it this? Yeah. Well, then that's a then problem, maybe isn't it? Is this? Then, then, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. then maybe you've got something to look at. Because if you were third and you were like, to fuck this, the best place ever. Yeah, like, if, say, if, I mean? say if you did a ranking, right, and you were genuine, you came out eighth. Yeah. And you looked at it and you went, yeah, but like, where have Sam? You'd go right. There's something weird, but like well, no, you wouldn't because you'd be ideologically nuts. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. so. But then the UK is third, and then everyone knows there's issues. Yeah, so that's so what it's great for. It highlights yeah. what it, yeah. it highlights issues in the country. But then that's where this type of stuff is useful, and it highlighted to me as well the um, another thing we wanted to talk about because I didn't know this was like a field or a thing in itself until I did this project is data journalism, yeah. which that Guardian article is a perfect example of, where you have these journalists that base their whole story. So it's like data science with a narrative. I, I, it's I fucking brilliant. I, did, I went to it. Um, and it's so obvious and logical. No, lads, as soon as you did this project, I didn't directly sort of think like, oh, it's data journalism, which is what it is. But I didn't think of it as that. I just yeah, thought yeah. Ryan soon as cool project on censorship. But I went to this curious thing about a year ago. And like ex PhD students sort of come in and told us what they'd been doing since they yeah, finished. Yeah. And there was an um, there was a person at that um, event who was working for the Telegraph as a data journalist, and they were every other day getting a little data set. It wasn't much data; it was just enough to sort of create a narrative. And then their job was creating some graphics, creating sort of a story, and then create, writing up the sort of report on, yeah. for example. I don't know, they might have a bit of data on how well Chester Racecourse is selling over the last two years or what's the is the correlation between the horses that and everything would be then about sort of the, the analysis. But yeah. but hasn't I suppose my point was hasn't data hasn't journalism always been data journalism? I think it has, but the, you know what I mean? the advent of not well not the advent capacity to collect yes, and yes, store data. Not even that. The ability to process data quickly. Yeah. And the amount of data you can process. Like when you look at what you can do now with a laptop. A thousand images, a million images, yeah. yeah. Million images, bits of data you can take, spreadsheets, hundreds of gigabytes in size. Yeah. And just like, let, let's find some relationships in this data. That's a, and that, then so it's the, the capacity story. to have the I amount of so. data we've got, isn't it? And yeah. then, as you say, data is being made at an exponentially increasing rate. The amount of data generated, and companies are seeing this thing as the amount of data is power. 
type thing. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll, we want to get in a further episode about how people collect data and use it to manipulate yeah. certain situations. So why not, why not journalism? Why 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 not try to find? Because if you're doing something wrong, or if there's a story, yeah, with the amount of data being put out into we, the world you might now, get to prove it's true or not. Not yeah. even so much prove it's true, but you can definitely spot something's there. Yeah, you can't hide from it anymore. No, I know what you mean. With the amount of data that's being pushed into the world and how good these new algorithms are, and the amount of computing power people have access to in a laptop, yeah. Well, it's 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 very difficult now the to index, hide. Twenty years ago, you could say, "I think that this country is an autocratic state." The one we're living in, you you just think that though. There's no yeah. real way of measuring it. You just sort of you you live in there, you know, or maybe you visit it and you're thinking, "This is a horrible country." You know, it's got you know problems with rights and for women and um, you know gay people, and there's no way of actually evidence in it. You know, but yeah. now an index or collecting data on it, you can go. We've done our best to mitigate bias. We've done our best to create these models, and we've got evidence that yeah. this is a, like, a, a closed country. Or no, actually, it's not a closed yeah, country. Yeah, as you say, like we've you know used I mean? data from a source which does its best to push forward, and it has things for removing bias, reliability of data. We've gone through several layers of measuring the data. We've used models which look at data on its own without date without input from users yeah. and we've created this stuff you create the story from the results not the other way around do you know what i mean so but, like the results drove the story not yeah. the other way around so you so it's like that's the beauty of this type of work is like you can't deny the results because the model found something in the data without human input yeah you can argue possibly the hue the 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 sort of where the data's from or like how it was collected, but the actual construction of the model and when it was yeah. performed. But I suppose my point is around data journalism is it is like a mad whole new world now where journalists do have so much access to, they almost need a new skill set to be able to oh, be a journalist. Because uh, but... I'm pretty sure now, um, when I was at that launch event for the IOC, I think we talked to her, if I remember correctly, Steve introduced us to a teacher who does the ma- master's or final years of the... Um, journalism journalism course yeah, and yeah. we were speaking to an actual journalist and they were saying they have stats courses That's like enough, stats so. modules I just yeah, journalism to me is writing yeah and they're amazing writers and they can tell a narrative they can story something out I'm sure they can still do that but they, they need this whole new um, it's crazy though like how what, they, what, what they can do like as you say being exposed to these different areas is like what we can do is so applicable elsewhere yeah where I just thought right I'm going to be sat in a room just doing my yeah, obscure research <laughs> yeah once <laughs> I was on a maths degree I thought I was proper plastered proper to an office proper hamstrung yourself because you're doing a maths degree yeah but it's so applicable elsewhere yeah and well. I think that was a good one for me um, and we found a couple of examples online actually of some data journalism applied to censorship yeah we didn't did. we so the first one it was an article in uh, Wired uh, we'll link it Again, in the video description, in the yeah, video well, in the description. That's Ryan's job. That is my job. <laughs> uh, and it was basically talking about how a machine learning model trained on two different data sets had. So they used test words and C. So they used models that looked at how words were associated with other words based on like a body of text. Um, 
and the word democracy was one of the test words and it was linked to in one of the data sets was linked to um like control and stability not control like stability and prosperousness stuff like that yeah I th- what are the actual words here uh, this the wired article yeah right? so yeah so uh represents close to democracy whereas in one data set uh democracy was related closer to words such as chaos and this was based on two data sets one of them was wikipedia but translated into chinese which is banned in china or isn't but is always off and on like yeah. <laughs> it gets banned and then it's banned, unbanned, yeah, unbanned, yeah. right and then you have another um website i'm going to butcher this name like Bayadu Bayaku. I'm just going to call it BB for now because yeah, I'm not saying that all do. the time. So that's um, like a government written thing that yeah. is accessible within China. Only so, in China. So yeah. in the Wikipedia, the Chinese Wikipedia, democracy, when it, when it looked at associated words, democracy was associated closer to things such as stability. And in BB, it, the, uh, democracy was associated closer to chaos. Chaos. So it shows how the government having an impact. That's a prime example of the same models and the same sort of mathematical infrastructure behind unveiling something can be completely can create completely different results when the human input at the very beginning is different. Yeah, and, you know I mean? and or biased or so that was the point we always make about data quality, and it also shows how government policy can have an effect effect on artificial intelligence and stuff what? especially when a lot of these models now like chat gpt we spoke about in the last episode stuff like that are learning from that's common by the way we're doing an episode on that the internet yeah do you know what i mean so it's like so if government policies affect can affect things does that that will affect evidently the internet and i suppose yeah. the worry then right is if like that's just one word and you've got from two different data sets basically two completely different connotations to that yeah. word and i suppose the worry is if you're if you if you've got a population no matter where it is um getting controlled through sort of like the data that a government's controlling and their sort of like algorithms and models that they use to search the web always associate the word democracy with chaos over a generation of people that's imprinted in them. Then. Democracy is now the bad. They, they, they can't get that out of their heads. Yeah, yeah. Even, you know, and the opposite for whoever was with, with the other data set, democracy is always associated with stability. And, <clears throat> yeah, it's so important to make sure that, like, we get these things right as far as not having human bias. Obviously, in that that's case, impo- it's a well, government control. Human, but- human bias is, in, in an effect, impossible. But it's about having enough balance on each side to, so, to make an informed opinion. Yeah. Whereas if you have these government censored things, it limits the ability to do that and creates the negative environments which you see yeah. associated to those type of things. Um, there were issues with that study. Well, some people said there was issues, but yeah, there was a comment on the bottom where there were yeah, issues. But I think the issues themselves don't take away from the fact that what the, the point we're trying to make the point yeah. you're trying to make is that this type of thing can affect certain things and that this links into kind of an article i found where i think there are a lot of issues with the article just from me personally reading about it where it's to do with youtube demonetization 
Uh, so my issue with the paper was that you, they equate YouTube demonetization to censorship. And I, there is a link, but do I think it's the same thing? No. But to go roundabout way, how ads now, advertisers, they kind of dictate what gets paid on the platform. And then... If, dictate what gets played. Or paid. Paid. Or what, what content gets money. Okay. Or is able to generate money. If ad, if advertisers kind of all bunch up and say we don't like this content, that content now no longer gets monetized. Get ah, okay. But this is where I disagree is it's censorship because you, you can still, still make, make the content, it just doesn't get monetized. But then you have the whole thing, is it censorship because then is monet is non monetized stuff gonna get pushed the same as monetized stuff? Who knows? I I I don't know. I mean I, I know what you're saying, but if someone, for example, is making content, and it's a tricky one because if they're making dangerous content, it's like the negative is that that dangerous content gets out there, mm. and then these ads are saying we don't want our product this. on this content. And so then they get they get <laughs> sort of demonetized. They can't make money. So obviously, the whole point of demonetization is they don't need to make money on it. Um, so in the long run, you're less likely to make that content because yeah. you'll move towards something else. But I'd say that probably was censorship because it's it's stopping that conversation being had because money's not able to be made from it. But it's also got another side is it, are people just talking about that sort of content because money can be made from it and they know well, it maybe is an inflammatory and topic. It gets, and it gets views because so people, people want to talk. So it is a tricky it's one. Tri- but so, so this is this is my whole thing with the papers. They just wholeheartedly equated one with the other. Yeah. And I think there's a very... There's a distinction. There's a, I, yeah. think, I think it's subtle. Both serious, but both... Both, uh, both very serious. Yeah, yeah. And like the adpocalypse stuff, which you see on YouTube all the time, is an issue. Yeah. I just think there's a very Should subtle, make the distinction. I very, very subtle difference between whole-on censorship. Like YouTube doesn't just go around perma-banning people. No. I mean, I think it does on certain things, but... Yeah, we it, wouldn't know. <laughs> but like, it doesn't just go... Like, there's... There's that very subtle distinction, but like the whole thing is, is that content on so speaking about it, there was a, a paper published on this, is that content is censored. Yeah, stuff gets demonetized based on ads, and then that is another thing of the digital freedoms going back is is, a, is people online being the voice being put down due to money because that, you can't earn. And then I suppose messages could be bad but a message could be an amazing message for the world to hear and because these influential advertisers don't if you live in a country where say or in this country i'm sure it happens well yeah but i mean say one where there's a a very obvious example like where the russian oligarchs are very aligned with the russian government yeah say if you live in a society where that is the thing all the the country the money is linked with the government aims yeah yeah with that country then says well, we're not giving money because that talks against what the government's saying. Yeah. That then is a censorship loop, isn't it? Because then we're going to actively discourage this other content. That's what I'm saying. And there's so much sort of power in advertisers and and companies, you know, because they can say, we don't like that being discussed. We're not paying out on videos for that or content on that or art on that. The creators then are less likely to make that content, even if it's, even if they're correct in what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, And then the sort of subtly persuaded to do something else but it is a difference between censorship and monetization but uh, they are one in the same i just think the youtube one in the, point yeah the one in the same sort of subspecies aren't yeah, they, like, yeah under yeah. the same but, umbrella 
then getting back to data journalism, it's those, it's those type of machine learning algorithms that can spot this type of stuff yeah. and spot the differences in views and yeah. all the rest of it. So I think that's we've kind of come to the end of... Stay free, guys. Stay free. <laughs> come to the end of what we wanted to cover in today. So the new global index index on the freedom of expression that we worked on. Again, links will be in the description in the video for that. Uh, go and check it out. It's a very interesting read. Can I? Yeah. Can I just say, go and have a look at the map that Ryan and the team have made. Yeah. It's it's proper interactive. You can literally hover or in simple terms over every country and have a look at all the measures. It's all color coded. It's it's sick. Yeah. So you can go in, see where your country lies, see why. If you're from the UK, which I think most of you are from some initial analytics, why we are where we are, have a bit of a deep dive into that. Um, data journalism, we also talked about that, which was a topic we didn't know was a thing. If you are in data journalism or a journalist interested in data, let us let us know in the comments or send us an email about about how it like data is being used in your place or it's being impacted. Because we want to hear how data and machine learning is being used in industry or around in different areas we're not familiar with. So yeah, let us know. We'd be more than happy to hear from you and talk about it. Let us know as well. You take on using big data and that to big data and that, that was really <laughs> using big, big data, data machine learning to sort of unveil more things around censorship and you know what you take on where this data is from um you know how how can we use big data to <laughs> unveil problems in society not just in other people's societies yeah. but in ours and as well let us know your opinions on how this should be done should there be frameworks especially on something so sensitive such as freedom of expression freedom of speech how this works should there be guidelines should there not be guidelines how does it work let us know your opinions we love to hear it good or bad it's a discussion it's what academia is about um make sure to follow us on socials we've got youtube now youtube spotify twitter tiktok instagram that's where we're most we're pretty active on all and we're coming soon to apple apple pod apple pod yeah we we, um we're looking into how to get us on so if you've got a sexy iPhone, we'll be on a turn. If you've got a horrible iPhone, <laughs> Ryan hates Apple. He's just Apple. jealous because he can't, he can't afford one. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at my Mac, here, just gutted. I couldn't think of anything worse. And on that note, um, peace out, and we'll see you in the next. Episode. See you in the next one. See you later. See you later.